Today, in light of a recent decision made by the Supporters Shield Foundation, we're going to start today's episode a little differently. When there's controversy this large looming over MLS, we have no choice. This is where we got to start. Three days ago, the Supporters Shield Foundation released this statement. In it, the announcement that they would not award a 2020 Supporters Shield. It said, after much consideration and discussion, the Supporters Shield Foundation has decided to forego awarding the Supporters Shield for the 2020 season. This is not an easy decision to make. With the inability for supporters to be in attendance and fill their stadiums with passion, however, we feel as though the current climate goes against the spirit of the Shield. The Supporters Shield Foundation stands with our players and our supporters in knowing that this year has been one of many challenges and we commend the support and effort given to making the best of the 2020 season as it has been. They go on to announce that the Shield Foundation will use 2020 to educate the league about the award, uh, to bring it on tour, and to end with a nice greeting. On behalf of the Supporters Shield board, we hope everyone remains safe. We are looking forward to awarding the Shield to the winners of the 2021 season. There was obvious and immediate backlash, including from Toronto head coach Greg Vanny, who came unusually hard at the foundation. It is worth noting that Vanny's Toronto side is on their way to earning the most points, which would normally land them Supporters Shield honors. He said, my players are pissed. It's a huge sign of disrespect to the players. It's a disgraceful decision that delegitimizes the whole idea of the Shield, in our opinion. Those who make this decision are like kids in a park who take the ball away when the game isn't going their way. It's childish and a symbol that they don't know how sports operate. It has arguably been one of the most difficult seasons in the history of our league where people have put their health at risk to play and put games on television for fans. This season required a huge commitment from all teams. People were genuinely afraid for their health. This leaves us with a lot of questions. I do want to add... The Shield Foundation's Twitter, which apparently in 2020 is where all the formal communications occur, went on to clarify that the decision was made in part because of the unbalanced schedules and teams playing different amounts of games. That's something I could actually see and possibly even get behind. But if that's the real reason, it should have been included in the initial statement. It should have also, in that case, been released months ago. People who watch this channel or know me personally kind of probably already know which side I'm going to take here, but we're going to open up that discussion soon. But right now, my question is this. What do we have to gain from not awarding a Supporter Shield in 2020? Are we so concerned that people will claim it's not legitimate? Who cares? We're sports fans. We're going to find a way to do that anyway. But look, on the other hand, what do we have to lose? Well, MLS could step in and award their own trophy, a proper league trophy. That would end the charade of self-importance that the Supporters' Shield has held on itself for some time. We also still have a final stretch of games before the playoffs. Should teams just take their foot off the gas? Having the most points apparently doesn't matter. Should teams just pick their seed and coast until the knockout rounds of the MLS Cup begin? The decision to withhold the Supporter Shield, in my mind, is already planting the seeds to delegitimize the entirety of the season, up to and including the MLS Cup. Maybe that is the intention. I mean, in some ways, this started back during the MLS Is Back tournament. A Twitter account supposedly of an insider feeding negative information to the media about the lack of safety protocol, fans using the hashtag, hashtag COVID Cup, and rooting for MLS to fail. But it didn't fail. In fact, for the first time in this country, MLS led the way, showing other sports how it could be done and it could be done safely. 
I've already heard from many so-called supporters that 2020 isn't a real season, that it's meaningless, it's a sham, that the changes implemented by MLS, by the way, those changes were implemented to keep the players and fans safe. Somehow those mean that the integrity of the season and its champions are somehow fraudulent. Tell that to the players who risked injury and illness to compete that the season's a sham. Tell that to the families who had to go an extended amount of time without seeing their loved ones that this season is illegitimate. Tell that to the players like Brendan Aronson, who punched his ticket to a European transfer, that the games in which he excelled should not count because his schedule wasn't balanced enough for some board members' arbitrary liking. Tell your friends and family to just stop watching MLS because the games don't matter or better off. Just change the channel yourself. Because if you're one of those who seek to undermine the 2020 sports year because COVID-19 has thrown us a curveball, you need to know that isn't support. 2020 is one of the most trying years, one of the most difficult seasons ever. If you don't value the hard work MLS and its players have done in the name of our own entertainment, then you aren't equipped to award a trophy of any kind, much less one called the Supporter Shield. Thank you for joining us today at IED Sports. No supporter shield because there's no fans in the stands, Alex. How do you think about that? Well said to start the show. You know my thoughts on the supporter shield. In this country, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. You win the regular season, doesn't matter. It matters what happens in the playoffs to win the cup. And to me, the Supporter Shield winner, the best regular season to me, I never understood the some value this so strongly. Well, some don't take it serious at all. I'm towards the right. You know, I, I to me, it's just a glorified, you know, thank you for your Champions League spot next year. Okay, but I don't need a big right. silver platter to tell me this isn't Europe. We have our own American soccer culture here. We have, to, we have the playoff system. And... That shield to me is just, it's nice, but you know, if it went away tomorrow, I wouldn't have shed one tear about it. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> you can I'm that just all me. over the internet with me holding the supporter shield. But for, for me, it's that. It's, it's the self-importance. You can't award a trophy because there weren't fans in the stands. What, what is that? To me, that's, Alex, that's what I call like 96 purism. That's if like, you have to question it, then it's really not, that's probably not that important. Like just, let's put it that way. The, the, these purists, they push the idea that you need to pass a certain criteria to be considered a supporter. You need to sing the same way, uh, make banners the same way, celebrate the same way. Um, God forbid you use the word fan. You got to use the vocabulary, Alex. And, and this is just an extension of that. Like nothing, not everything ran perfect, so we can't have it at all. I, I just I don't get it. This is not for me. This whole thing kind of turns me off. Uh, I do like the shield. <laughs> there are pictures all over. I'm sure I mean, uh, I'm with pictures of me holding the damn thing. Um, but just uh, it, it, it was cool. I, I, like, it was cool the first time we won it. You know, as, as we've never won anything. You know, <laughs> La Manga Cup don't count. Atlantic Cup don't count. I mean, you know, failures in Champions League to semi-pro teams from like Trinidad. The history of this franchise. There's, there's trophy cases. There's dust on it for a reason. But people are taking the supporter shield thing a little too 
much. It's about winning the MLS Cup or US Open Cup. They're the two most important trophies. I mean, that's that's you have to set your sights for it. This is okay, but we're, we're, that we're arguing about this third tier at best trophy in American soccer is is laughable. Well, we're going to argue because that's what we do. Um, if you guys have been on Twitter, it's obviously a, a huge, huge issue. Um, it looks like there there might be a reverse decision. It looks like they're trying to to do something else to salvage. If if it was such a hard decision to make, it's not a decision they had to make. Just just award the thing. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. And I don't understand the big deal about it. But to me, it's just these guys are playing to win the MLS Cup, and they're trying. You know. Real hard, and if you have the best record in the regular season, you should get to support the support shield. Whether there's fans or not, whether the schedule was not exactly the same across the board, you all played in the bubble. Everyone's played the same, mostly same amount of games. If it goes points per game, it goes down to points per game to break playoff positioning. That, that, that's it, what it's a real thing. It's a real season. So I don't know. This fake season to me doesn't make any sense either. It's it's a slap in the face, and it really is. I mean, if you don't want to be a sports fan, no one's sitting you down and making you watch the games. If you don't think it's ridiculous, real, if you don't think what the players are doing are real. Uh, you're sorely mistaken, and and they, you know one of the arguments was, oh, do we go by points per game? Do we make the decision? Who cares? You need a calculator. Is is that the issue? You can't figure out what points per game is. It's been done before. Do it again. Get this shield out. The players do care. It is an accomplishment, whether or not Alex uh, physically likes the shape and, and texture of the thing. Okay, moving on. Greg Burhalter said today in an interview that the U.S. can shock the world in the 2026 World Cup, the one we're hosting, which means we can't not qualify, Alex. Um, also worth noting uh, on SBI Soccer, they mentioned five U.S. men's national team players appeared in the opening day of the UEFA Champions League. That is Pulisic, uh, Dest, and Horvat, who all started. Tyler Adams and Giovanni Reina all subbed in off the bench course 2022 is is the next world cup we're looking to shock the world the one after that alex it's about yeah i don't you can't make a prediction in 2026 what's going to happen i mean just that's just that's just crazy are we going in the right direction yes but how do we know we don't play any games we have all these young talent now playing in europe on top teams from barcelona to chelsea you know let's put them now on the field together against some competition, you know, national team-wise, and then you can start talking where you want to be. We haven't seen the U.S. national team play in I don't know how many months, like a real U.S. national team. A and real team? I mean, we have Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been, I don't even, what is the real team? Basically, now you should be asking. Yeah, so, bro, yeah, so that, I mean, until we start seeing that, you can't be making crazy predictions. Can't. Well, he said it. He's the coach. He can say whatever he yeah. wants. When you're Greg Berhalter, you have that, uh, that ability there. Um, there are friendlies coming up. I think we're playing Wales. Yes, in Australia, it looks Australia. like. In England, it will be all the Europeans, which means only you would guess. players from the first squad will be missing that game. Okay, let's jump into it. MLS, it was a great week of soccer. Started out with the Union continuing domination over the New England Revolution. They are now 15-6-6 six six historic, uh, historically against New England including being unbeaten in their last six matchups. This game featured a goal by Anthony Fontana, a guy we talked about two weeks ago on the show. Alex, Union Revolution, what's going on here? Uh, Union continue to 
to impress, looking to try to get number one seed in the East. Fontana scoring again. I think that's his, what, sixth goal now out of nowhere? I mean, that's that's, that's crazy. You got Corey Burke now coming off the bench, another uh, offensive weapon. You know, again, New England well held. They, you know, they tried to make moves in McNamara. It's not really panned out. They're still in the top six spots. So they're avoiding the seven, ten play on, playing games. But to me, Philadelphia is just a better team on paper in the show in this game. You actually wrote in the doc that Anthony Fontana um, quietly scored six goals. He hasn't scored six goals quietly. It's just quietly that people aren't talking that he has six goals. Every day on the show, and we've been <laughs> texting about him every day in the group chat. Um, crew. And Galaxy both got back on track with wins this week. First, Galaxy beat Vancouver 1-0. Yeah, a five-game losing streak they had. Again, Chicharito on the field, and they, they don't look good when he's on the field. It's crazy to say. Uh, I, I, I had to see who the, the guy who scored the goal, Kai Korniak. I'll be honest with you, I've never heard of him before, but great job. Galaxy getting some offensive protection up front. Uh, a goal late to win the game. And I, I know they had a debut of a Yoni Gonzalez came in. He looked half decent coming in. Maybe that could change some things. Christian Bavon, was, again, was excellent in this game. You know, the Galaxy, you have to, the back line and the goalkeeping now is what you have to worry about. I think uh, Klinsman started in this game in goal. So they may be going that direction, going with him in goal. We'll see. Uh, there's still, the Galaxy got a long way to go to make the playoffs. Uh, if they're going points per points per game, points per game, Colorado Rapids got them by that by a lot, and they're gonna have to win almost out even to catch them. I think on on just the points per game uh, aspects, uh, they're in trouble. They need more wins to get into playoffs. Another team who'd been in poor form recently, the Columbus Crew. They were on a four game winless streak after having a, a great start to the season, a great MLS's uh, back tournament. Columbus finally put it on NYCFC 3-1 in a decisive win. Yeah, that's the regular Columbus that we know. New York City struggling. None of their, their DPs are there. They all lost James Sands to a broken foot, I understand. That's a big loss for them. Uh, yeah, Columbus won 3-1. Artur scored, I think that was his first goal in, I don't know, a long time playing in MLS. Pedro Santos and against Jesse Sardi seems to always scores in a big spot for them when they need a goal. You know, New York City, I, without, without Maxi Morales, he, you know, he's still not 100%, and they're missing a bear. They're missing Matriza. I mean, that's, that's a problem. New York City, you know, again, they're in the top five, six spot, you know, try to avoid the 7-10 game, but they're limping across that finish line to avoid that 7-10 spot. It's almost like they're the Jets of MLS. Just when everything seems to go right, they, you know, they, they, they finally get New York. They finally get their their stadium, Yankee Stadium, and now they got injuries galore. Okay, we're gonna skip uh, the games that are gonna be on tomorrow because you're probably watching this on Wednesday or Thursday. We are recording on Wednesday night, so let's jump right to the games on the twenty fourth. That is Saturday. I hope. Miami versus Orlando. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Orlando. Miami Iguain, I think, is out with a red card after the last game, confronting a ref after the game, so he won't be here. Uh, Orlando, I'm going to take. Can't do that. What's with those foreigners coming over here and yelling at refs? Like, that's not how we roll here. Uh, well, he's passionate. <laughs> he's very passionate. Or maybe he just tells you something about the quality of the refs that we have. Well, yeah, you went there, Bob. Yeah, yeah, you had to go there. <laughs> Atlanta versus D.C., Game that you should yeah. watch. Don't yeah, watch. Th th this is a tough game, but I'm going to have to take Atlanta. Flip a coin. NYCFC versus Montreal. I I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to take Montreal in this game. 
NYC. I don't know, it's an upset, but they're you know behind them in the standings. If you can put a couple in on goal and get your offense started, this is the game to do it. This is the get right team. This is the Atlanta Falcons that you're playing here. Uh, Chicago versus Red Bull, New York. Uh, Red Bull historically never win in Chicago. Uh, Chicago's fighting for that 10 spot. Uh, I know Red Bull were playing well, getting some results, but going to Chicago, the way Chicago's playing, I'm going to take Chicago in this one. Alrighty, and Cincinnati versus Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota. I don't, Cincinnati, I can't take, period. Just can't trust them. Yeah. Can't trust them. Philly versus Toronto, best game of the week. Two teams that are trying for that number one seed. I mean, we talked about Toronto being a, a favorite for MLS. Uh, and they're, it's harder for them because they don't even have a home stadium. Now. They're playing in Hartford, right, for their home games, and it's not even a real home advantage. That's even harder for them being a number one seed. This is the game of the weekend. Philadelphia is undefeated at home, so I'm going to take that cause that formula and the way they're playing. They're going to eke out like a one nothing. 2-1 win. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Union in this game. Good stuff. Houston plays against Columbus. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I want Houston to do better, but they're not. Uh, Columbus, I like what I saw last game, so I'm going to take Columbus. SKC versus Colorado, if they play? Yeah, I, you know, Colorado, the COVID situation, I think this is postponed. If they play, I'm going to take Kansas City. I don't, I don't know. You know. I didn't look it up today, to be honest. RSL versus Dallas. I'm going to take RSL because they're home. Vancouver versus San Jose. I'm going to take San Jose. They've been playing well lately. Uh, I'll take them on the road in this one. LAFC plays against LA Galaxy. El Trafico uh, again this week. Galaxy has been playing good against basically only LAFC over the last two months. And quietly, LAFC is getting, you know, getting some positive results, climbing up the standings, top four in the West. Uh, they seem to be hitting strats, a team you don't want to face in the playoffs because they can score. You know, nobody wants to play LAFC in the first round of the playoffs. I like the way they're playing. Galaxy last game barely won against Vancouver, so I'm going to have to take LAFC in this one. Alex, do you have any last words for us today? Uh, you know, you said basically all, you know, the, the supporter shield thing I know is a big topic. Uh, listen, the bottom line is we love the game of MLS. Everyone's passionate about one way or another. Let's just all get behind the sport, you know, get the ratings up on TV so we can, you know, watch more highlights on ESPN and stuff like that. MLS is still, even through the pandemic, it's just quiet as ever on regular regular media. You know that. Absolutely. Do what you can to advance the sport you love or shut up and get out of the way. This is ID Sports.